Welcome to the Paradise Paradox. My name is Aaron Battle. It's 3 a.m. on a Sunday morning, and this is what happens to you when you start trading crypto. Your mind begins to slip, and time falls into one big international free market. Nobody sleeps in crypto. Um, so, uh, the reason why it's 3 a.m., the reason why I'm up at 3 a.m. is because I wanted to get a few cheeky trades in while uh, my European trader friends are at church with their grandma. And, uh, you know, this is the best time to do that. So, in this episode, Kurt and I, we're going to discuss our personal experiences with cryptocurrencies, a few different thoughts on what's happening in the space. Um, we're going to cover the transaction backlog that Bitcoin's experiencing at the moment. Um, we're also going to look at the block size debate, um, what's happening with that and why they're taking their time. Um, we might, we're going to mention a few of the alternative coins like Dash and Litecoin and our thoughts on those. Uh, and then maybe the relationships between Bitcoin and the other coins and just in general, a few risks that we've come across. So, um, if you guys are there to support the show, we really appreciate that. Um, www.theparadiseparadox forward slash donate to the Paradise Paradox. Um, and uh, thank you to the guys that are buying the t-shirts for those that like to wear and su show support on the casual Friday in the office. Um, we have a cool range of Bitcoin t-shirts, so check those out to support real money. Um, just before we get into the show... Kurt and I are not financial advisors, so before you run out and invest your inheritance or mortgage your grandma's house and decide to throw it into the blockchain, um, I suggest you evaluate your situation and uh, be aware of all the risks involved in crypto uh, and the coins and the space, the blockchain. It's exciting, so don't get caught up. Let's go crypto. So Bitcoin's going down, it looks like. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I mean, the uh, the price has been going up kind kind of kind of steadily over the over the last week or so. Like it it went on this little run from around four hundred and twenty to around four hundred and sixty. Now it's hovering around four hundred and fifty. Yeah. So yeah. look look pretty positive in that respect. Uh, but. The, the thing is, the amount of, of unconfirmed transactions um, seems to be hovering around like 2,000 to 9,000, right? At, the, at this moment, it's, it's about 5,555. Per hour? No, 5,555 5, right now. That's the amount of unconfirmed transactions. Ah, uh, okay, okay. And yep. do you have a figure on how many transactions are, are per day? Because I mean, last uh, last I checked, no. we were at like two hundred and twenty thousand. <laughs> but that, that was a, a few weeks ago, and I, I know these things change quite a lot, fast. 
But I mean, it's all. I don't know. It's it's probably something similar. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's all on blockchain. Uh, let me see. It's com- coming up on uh, CoinDesk here. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. I mean, there, there's a couple different views here. Some people are, are saying that we that is getting a, a backlog and this backlog is growing. And that's going to be a major problem. Um, and then other people, what are, are saying that the backlog's fine? Yeah. Um, so it go it, it went up to around nine thousand these unconfirmed transactions in this in this backlog. Um, so by, by the way, the amount of transactions per day um, is, is about yesterday it was two hundred thirty nine thousand transactions. Okay. Um, uh, but it seems to hover over the last month around around two hundred thousand. That's a, that's a, about the figure we're looking at. Um, yeah. So the the thing is, uh, yeah, the unconfirmed transactions. I mean, I, ideally, it would be around you know clo- close to zero. But um, like in in a thread, I think you linked me to this thread on on Reddit. Yeah. Somebody was like, ah, it's nothing to worry about. It's only if the if the the unconfirmed transactions gets to around fifty thousand, then we'll have to worry. But that that's kind of from from my perspective, that's kind of ridiculous because I mean it's it's not like the problem is fixed um, if if the if the transactions are only around five thousand. It just means that the problem is there, but to a lesser extent. And with no movement on the block size debate, like it it doesn't look like. People are implementing uh, Bitcoin Classic yet to increase the block size to enable more transactions. Yeah. Um, so it it looks like it's it's staying. The block size is staying at one megabyte, and that means nothing is really getting better when it comes to Bitcoin. So in comparison, like we have some something like Dash, where uh, they the 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 block size was at one megabyte, and they took a took a vote. Out of all of the people who who are holding Dash, and yep. they increased it within 24 hours. Now that sounds like a system which is much more reliable. That sounds like a system which is going to respond to the the, the needs of the users. Bitcoin doesn't really look like that system right now. Yeah, in comparison, Dash would be like a, a jet ski that avoided the iceberg. In comparison to the Titanic. That there's everyone sat around is like there's an iceberg in front of us, we we could miss it, um, but right. we need consensus. Full steam ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Should we use the lifeboats or not? Let's let's uh, let's let's uh, draw straws. Or something. <laughs> okay. Let's, yeah, we got a problem. Let's. Um, yeah, take take a vote, take it, take a census of everybody on the ship before we can make a decision. Um, that's uh, that seems what it's like. Okay, that, that's almost a better comparison because, well, a lot of people are very proud of Bitcoin and they they they're almost got this like blind faith that it's going to make it no matter what, and that that's a problem too. Because what if what if it doesn't? There are a few. Well, I'm saying that there's always going to be uh, transactions in the backlog. I think that's kind of normal um, with a you know ten minute block size, and, and you expect that. Like I, I remember we were saying, what half an hour transaction time? It's kind of it's not ideal, but you deal with it. 
you, you accept it like that's what it is. I'm transferring Bitcoin or be there in half an hour. But lately, uh, you and I have seen times of you know upwards of an hour, which I, I think is uncomfortable, more uncomfortable. Yeah. Especially if you're looking to get your cash out. So in comparison, an hour doesn't seem that bad. But the thing is, we're talking about the crypto space, the cryptocurrency space. So we we don't ha- we can't just compare it with with this old banking system that's you know been around for fifty years and is is kind of this giant dinosaur and it's useless. We have to compare it with with the options that people have. And it's not like once you get Bitcoin, you're like, oh yeah, I, I only like Bitcoin. No, just about everybody who's interested in Bitcoin has their eye at least on these other cryptocurrencies and. They don't have this problem, uh, so why the 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 question is why are people going to um, stick with Bitcoin? And uh, the the main argument for that seems to be well, it's the market cap. They're the first Bitcoin is the first mover, has this first mover advantage. Um, it has the infrastructure behind it, um, and I guess that you know that has some some element of truth to it. A lot of people are have have put money in the in the the infrastructure around Bitcoin, um, but uh, in the big scheme of things, uh, the market cap of Bitcoin is just around seven billion dollars, um, which seems like a lot of money, um, but it's not when it comes to a currency. That's a, that's a really small amount of money. Um, I was just looking up like uh, pen, if you have a penny stock or a micro cap stock, that's around three hundred million dollars. Um, so Bitcoin, you know, it has the, this this relatively small market cap. The the, the market cap of of a handful of um, micro cap companies, and it's not like uh, it's not like it takes a huge move. For people just to say, actually, uh, I'm I'm done with Bitcoin. I'm going to jump on Dash, or I'm going to jump on Ethereum, or you know, they they, they can make any kind of choice there um, and choose something different. Um, but on the, I guess on the other side, uh, it's like uh, Bitcoin has has withstood all of these problems in the past. Like there have been challenges to the protocol, uh, and it has managed to withstand them so that's one thing in its favor yeah well yeah bitcoin does have a good history a good run but then there's other coins that that aren't that far behind it Mm. as well uh looking at my bag of of crypto holdings i i've made a plan where i want to try and keep 20 percent in bitcoin just because it it is a little more reliable than, than the other coins and it's it's hard for me to do that. I mean, I'm I'm trading my coins, and even though I say you know I've I've put it I put it on paper my plan I need to keep twenty percent in in Bitcoin just as a mm-hmm. you know as a smart move to diversify my holdings. Um, I find myself moving out of of Bitcoin as I can see other opportunities in other coins. And and you're right, you know, Bitcoin. One hour doesn't seem like a big deal in comparison to what we've been accustomed to with traditional banking, but compared to to some of the coins that are almost instant, it's uh, it's extremely slow. Mm. It's very heavy. Yeah. Um, but but then it's interesting to say um, you're right. Most people that jump into into the crypto and usually get and get their Bitcoin, usually you start with Bitcoin first. Um, they would 
very quickly begin to realize that there's another 600 so coins that have other purposes, that have uh, teams, other almost companies behind them mm-hmm. that have uh, more more value to offer rather than just transferring value. Mm-hmm. And it's you kind of you do get caught up, you get caught up in this. Um, not like a get rich quick. You want to support other coins, but then you want to try and capitalize on on the value of some of these uh, names that pop out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden, you realize that there's people on the development team that came from this other team. And then you start reading blogs, and then before you know it, you're in five hours a day uh, following companies and trading coins. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a slippery slope, but you realize that you're no longer holding Bitcoin. You're in the space, but big Bitcoin is just like the uh, the front door to a big house of opportunity. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. So, th- so then I see. Um, so, I mean, just to just on that, what's happened? I mean, I don't know how closely you follow altcoins, but in the last two weeks, we've had a pretty big hit. Like maybe uh, over. Maybe in within the last two weeks, has been three hits of you know twenty, thirty, fifteen percent drop. Um, part of that's because Bitcoin has had this slow creep up the hill, um, which has been great up until I think what yesterday where it, it took a it took a bit of a dive, um, but it's still it's still holding good value. What's interesting is that there's there's a inverse relationship between the altcoins and Bitcoin in general, not in all of them. It's like um, I tried diversifying my holdings. Um, like I said, 20% in Bitcoin, but to keep the rest like spread over, you know, a few coins that, that seem very promising. And when they all take a hit of between 15 and 30%, it's like, well, how, how much can I diversify? All of a sudden now I'm thinking I should hold more, more cash mm. as well. Um, it, it's a, it's a hard game to play. Yeah. But, but with this relationship with Bitcoin, it's like Bitcoin goes up, the coins lose value. Bitcoin stops and all of a sudden the coins catch up. So there's, uh, I feel like, not that I'm a big trader, but I feel like it's, it's very, it's a very different world in the way that value moves around cryptocurrencies. Yes. Yes. Uh, do you want to tell me about what happened with Litecoin the other day? Okay. Well, a little history. Um, I've, I've always been a big fan of Litecoin ever since, uh, maybe, uh, you know, Christmas 2000 and around then 2013, or early 2014, when it hit fifty dollars, <laughs> at the at the moment it's about four dollars. Yeah. Um, and about two months ago, it, it, it hit. Um, I think well, it hit a very it high. Went up to about eight. again. It's it had a run from about two dollars to to about eight dollars, and then it went settled back down around three, because of yeah. the apparently because of the halving of of the 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 increase in in Litecoin supply. Okay, yeah, well, see, the, these two events almost seem like... Because a, a lot of people don't believe in, uh, in Litecoin. It's like, it, it's, no, it's no... Technically, it's no different to Bitcoin. No, that's not, really, that's not other, true. That's not true. It has some technical advantages on Bitcoin. I mean... Well, it's... Yeah. It, it's, well, it's faster. It's got a... Um, it's got a larger block size. I mean, it can handle... No, well, it's been modified... Okay, but essentially yeah, it, the it has an improved the original encryption, algorithm. encryption algorithm. It also has, uh, yeah. I mean, when Lee, Lee um, I think the fellow's name is, is it Robert Lee or Charles Lee? I forget which, but... Um, Charles. Charles, okay. So Charles Lee developed it and he, he did foresee some problems which Bitcoin had later on 
Um, so he managed to avert these these problems working on Litecoin. So he's um, technically, in some in, in in some ways, it is superior to, to Bitcoin. It has these enhancing encryption compared to Bitcoin. So, yeah. Well, the I mean, the, the question you posed is what happened the last couple of days. Um, mm. What what I've noticed, and I don't I don't think anybody really knows for sure. But it it appears to me that there's a lot of uh, automated trading, like micro trades, mm-hmm. on on Litecoin, and it seems like the majority are in are in China on the Chinese exchanges. I could be wrong, um, and for a long time it did nothing but creep down, for almost the last what three months, and then out of nowhere it started to move, and it started to move on the back of Bitcoin starting to move as well. They both started creeping upwards. And I mean, this is this is interesting because I mean, it's been documented that that Litecoin follows the the Bitcoin trend, but I think now that we're coming up to a situation where nobody really knows where Bitcoin's going to go, and Litecoin mm. has got a, a similar uh, history of being robust, mm. we're going to see more money go into Litecoin. And I mean, the difference between uh, Litecoin and Bitcoin is what, like a hundred percent, like four hundred and fifty dollars compared to four dollars. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of room for Litecoin to grow. Hmm. Um, with that being said, I I didn't sell at either of the peaks of of Litecoin because I was I don't I I thought there was personally I thought there was more room to grow, and there possibly is, but it's very hard to pick the top. It's easy to buy cheap. It's hard to pick the top. It's you know you get you get caught you get caught up, and so now I, you know I've implemented different strategies. Um, but even with that, I got no idea where Litecoin's going to go. <laughs> well, yeah, um, with when Litecoin hit fifty dollars, it was kind of this self fulfilling prophecy from Max Kaiser because at, at the time he was like talking it up so much and saying it was so great. Then when it when it went to fifty dollars, it, it, it it kind of fizzled out after that. Um, and he didn't, like, I noticed later, months later, he was talking about uh, certain altcoins, and it was like, and maybe you want to get some Litecoin. <laughs> like, as if as if he, he'd never endorsed it, as if it was never something that he was talking about with such passion. <laughs> yeah, that, that's um, happened to a lot of people that, that comment in the space of crypto. Yeah. And, and it's very easy to do because... You know, you look at the team that's behind a certain coin, you look at its function, and it's easy to say, you know, the world needs that. And that's, you know, that's a $50 million company. It's a, it's a billion dollar company or whatever. Mm. And it should be, the coin should be worth about that if it was a, a company offered on, you know, on a on an exchange, like on a, on a large mm-hmm. um, stock exchange, you say, well, that's definitely undervalued. Mm. However, crypto doesn't behave the same. <laughs> and... And, and this is it's why, paradigm, I mean, personally, man. well, it's okay. It's it's more it's real because you, you're trading real assets, like actual actual accountable things. It's not you know printable printed money that's flooded into a, a a system. But on the other hand, because it's so small, anyone that does have money, it can easily be manipulated. Mm. And that's something that I can see with the with the pumps and dumps, and you only have to follow a few of the commentators on Twitter to see what you know what's hot on uh, on the on the list of what's going to get pumped next. <laughs> and it's it's fun to follow, 
But I mean, there's there's no guarantees in any of that either. And you can see a lot. Of, you can see people that are just following the trends, and you know they're, they're not going to they're not going to know when to pull their money out in time. Mm. And it, they and the coins they they rise quickly, but they fall even quicker. And watching that, watching the, the flow of that, it makes you wonder about Bitcoin mm-hmm. because if if Bitcoin can can rise ten percent, and then every other coin overnight can lose thirty percent. And you know some of them hold substantial holdings. Like they're they're not they're not as big as Bitcoin, but you're right. They're, they're smaller than penny stocks. Yeah. Um, most what's of them. to say big Bitcoin? I mean, if Bitcoin loses fifty uh, percent, I mean, it could do that in in a in a weekend on a Sunday. It, it could very easily do. That. I mean, I've seen other coins lose on, more on a week quicker. Full of Sundays, Bitcoin. <sighs> yeah. Well. <laughs> It's. I mean, I. I'm trying not to. I understand there's people probably listening to this that have heard. I mean, it's, it's probably a whole range. There's probably some experts that are tuning in um, because, I mean, I, I consider anyone that talks to us about this st- sort of stuff is almost expert because <laughs> hardly anyone talks about it. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's not it's not hard to be an expert because it's so early. Um, but then there's probably people that that are interested in getting in on the action but don't really want to go full risk. But you know, I have to be honest. It's it's a hundred percent full risk. Yeah. Well, like and, like like with just about any kind of investment, I suppose. <laughs> well, yeah. Some are a little uh, safe. Unless uh, unless they're going to play, you know, the the ten year card, and it's like yeah, I'm going to buy, but I'm not. I may not. You need to you need to know you might not want to look at it for another ten years. But that's because it's it's very stressful. Yeah. I, I don't know about that because I, I thought like that for a little while. I thought, well what if I just buy buy a few bitcoins and then put it away and forget about them? Uh, but I think yeah. you do need to have kind of this mentality of a, a almost like a swing trader. Um, yes. Because yeah. if if you if you if you fall behind and if you say oh well you know I just I had it I had my bitcoins uh, buried in the backyard and you know I'll dig them up when I'm a millionaire um, you might miss a lot of important things because um, Bitcoin is still young and it might fail uh, and and then you know then where do, where does that leave you so <laughs> you got to keep your eye on the ball in this in this game yeah okay uh, yeah I think I think you're right. I, I retract that you can buy bitcoins and hold them for ten years because, well, yeah, who knows? I mean, it might, I mean, might I mean, be worth you, it with a small can. amount, and that's your lottery ticket. But yeah, yeah. it depends. Well, I, I noticed that I took my off the ball for for a few months. Just other things got in the way, and then all of a sudden you're not looking at you know your market caps and whatever, and and it's like you know it's it's okay because I'm a I'm a long term trader, right? Hmm. But there's a big difference between trading and investing. I mean, I think with crypto, you can't afford... I mean, well, let, let me see how I can phrase this. You, you can decide to put in, say, pick out a few of the coins that, that you, you like what the company stands for, what they're offering, as in, uh, you know, maybe they're going to look after encrypting data or maybe um, they, they're going to do something like distributed storage. And you think, you know, that's a really good idea. These are the first guys to the market. I'm going to invest something modest, $100 in this company. And I'm not going to look at it. Like I might check in every few months, see how they're going, but I'm not going to be looking at it every day. But when you're starting to put in more money and this is something that you know you think, 
is interesting to you, you like following the companies, you, you, almost, you start following the, the developers on Twitter, then it's something that you're checking three times a day, mm. every day. <laughs> and, and, the, and when you don't, I mean, when, when it's Saturday or Sunday and you've gone on a picnic with your wife, you know, you're looking for an internet connection. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It, it's, a, it's a scary game. So what are your final thoughts? Do you, do you have any idea uh, where, where Bitcoin's going to go? Is it going to succeed? Is it going to fail? Um, is it just an unknown? Okay. I think, I think Bitcoin's going to make it through. Um, it, whether they change the block size or not, where there's hundreds of thousands of transactions in the, in the background or not, I think the Bitcoin system's going to, to go through. How much Bitcoin is worth, I, I can't say. Uh, personally, I'm going to keep a couple. Mm. Um, I'm going to try and keep maybe 10%. In Bitcoin, mm. knowing ten percent of what your happened. crypto portfolio, not ten percent of your net yes. worth. Yeah. No. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, yeah. Ten percent of the crypto bag is going to be in Bitcoin because um, you can see what happened the last couple times it went through a, a halving or a, you know a change in in block reward, and uh, the last time it did it, I found it. I found a video. Uh, on YouTube, I should. I've, you know what? I'm, I'm going to look for it because it was very interesting. Um, the guy that was speaking, he showed he he had some some way that I've never measured Bitcoin or and analyzed how Bitcoin's going. But he showed that what's happening now is exactly what's happening uh, a month or two before last time it changed in block reward. Mm. And after a month after the change, there was a that was the the 77 times. Like when when I went from like two hundred and fifty bucks to you know to the twelve hundred, mm. and and then he showed that nearly exactly the same thing happened when I went from thirty dollars to I don't know what it was a couple hundred dollars. Okay, it's like it's showing it's showing similar characteristics. So you know to not buy that lotto ticket, I think silly if you're in the space. But then at the same time, looking at what happened in the last couple of weeks, where where Bitcoin did shoot up, um, and every other cryptocurrency lost. Ex- uh, quite, quite a bit of, of value. They did bounce back afterwards, and most of the the positive ones. I mean, most of the the stronger companies that are actually, in in my opinion, worth something. They usually jump past, you know, the um, the Bitcoin trend. But they but they all follow. I mean, they they all follow this. The same. Like they're all boys in the ocean. You know, the ocean rises. They all rise. Some of them are slower than others. So uh, end advice: you got to be in. I mean, you got to be in the action, right? You have to be. Uh, but, but I'm not. I'm not both feet in water. No way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. What, yeah. what, what are yeah. your thoughts? Because I know. Because I know you. I mean, obviously, you have Bitcoin as well. Um, what, what are you? What are your thoughts looking at what's happened in the last couple of weeks? Well, I, I think that uh, one factor is the longer the box size debate goes on without being resolved. Um, the the longer that I lose faith personally in in that it ever will be resolved. Um, yeah. And I mean, if this is the kind of thing that that happens, you know, with such a simple thing, uh, or, or at least on the surface, what appears to be a simple thing, such as a, the block size, I have to wonder, like, what if there's a real challenge? Um, so, to me, that that looks kind of bearish, but um, you know, it still does have that that strong history um and yeah i think there's the there's kind of smart people on both sides tour de minster yeah. is still uh i i don't know if he'd uh, classify himself as a 
Bitcoin maximalist, but he's he's got a lot of faith in, in Bitcoin and thinks it's 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 so resilient. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's that's one thing. Um, Max Wright is is saying that uh, the halving is is going to boost the price a lot. Uh, but on the other side, you have like David Seaman, uh, and he's saying that things are things are looking very negative for for Bitcoin um, with these block size problems. So yeah, I mean people people are saying that the halving when it comes up in a couple of months or what is it like six weeks now? It was the eleventh of July, um, but I think it's moved to like twelfth or thirteenth now. Okay. I yeah, it's, bring it's up variable. The, the halvening dot com, so you can count it down, count down the minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Also, uh, Trace Mayer, he's very positive about the change. Okay, and uh, you know, I, I respect his thoughts mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in in the Bitcoin space. He seems to have he's, he's been right um, so far. So that's true. <laughs> okay, um, so yeah, it's it's hard, man. It's so hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it does uh, spell problems for Bitcoin, but we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, it never hurts to have a little bit. <laughs> um, cool. All right. Uh, so I guess that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. Happy trading. Happy, happy oh, billionaires. Yeah. Happy Bitcoin billionaires. If the, if if Bitcoin passes the halving and goes up by twenty five x, there might be a lot of happy people. <laughs> yeah, well, well, in this video, I'm gonna we're gonna put in um, it's the the guy quoted uh, seventy no thirty thousand thirty three thousand or thirty five thousand in Bitcoin. That'd be fun. Just just based on the last two times. <laughs> okay, well we'll see. <laughs> All yeah. right. Yeah. Have a good one. Cool. Yeah, man. See ya. Thanks for hanging out the dimension of the Paradise Paradox. If you're interested in show notes, go to the www.theparadiseparadox.com forward slash 104. That's 104. Please check out our other episodes in the crypto space where we talk to experts such as Andreas Antonopoulos, Tour de Mistre, Juan Goltz, Huberto Quintanilla from Pulse BTC, Diego Gutierrez Saldivar de Sistema B, and even the Daily Decrypt team, Amanda B. Johnson and Pete Eyre. If you want to get in touch with us, you can get in touch with me, Aaron Battle at Battle AZ. You can get in touch with Kurt at Troubled Bubble. In the meantime, happy trading, good luck, peace and love to all. Let's go crypto.